Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Girlfriend Network, where women stay connected with your host, Nicole. And Karishma, right here on the Love Zone USA. Good evening and welcome to the Love Zone USA, where it's me, Nacone. We're here on another Monday night. First of all, I apologize for my voice. My voice is awful. I'm sitting here drinking tea. I've been battling. I don't know. Something's going on with me, but I feel fine. It's just all in my throat, so bear with me. We're going to have some co-hosts tonight. And tonight's topic is, I'm sure you guys all seen the Lifetime special, hopefully by now, about Kelly. So we're going to be discussing uh, the show, um, getting different opinions on uh, what's going on with this, what happened. Um, I personally used to be a fan of R. Kelly a long time ago back in the day, but I have not really listened or entertained R. Kelly's music for a long time, and I always had some inclinations and, you know, that R. Kelly, something was off, something wasn't right, but after seeing this documentary, I was really, really taken aback, I was really startled, I was really, like, disgusted, and, um, you know, very emotional. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about some controversy that also went along with this documentary because a lot of people don't believe these women still. Like, a lot of women really think that these women are full of it, looking for a check, looking for attention, because, of course, it's like, well, where were these women years ago when it actually happened? Why did it take so long for these women to uh, speak out. So, I think my co-host is here. Karishma, hello. Happy Monday. Are you there? Are you looking for Karishma? Yes, I'm looking for Karishma and Sonia. Sonia, are you there? Yes, I am here. Live. Hi, how Sonia. Are how are you? How are you doing? I'm well. Welcome back. I'm well. It's been a minute. Thank you. I know. It's been too long, right? Yes. It's so awesome to have you on the show. So, you know, we're talking about R. Kelly. I, you saw the documentary, correct? Yes. And then I stopped midway through three. You're fading. Can you repeat what you said? I'm sorry. I said I watched one and two and then a part of three, and then I had to stop watching it because it kind of triggered something for me. Oh, I'm really sorry. No, no, yeah. it's okay. It gave, yeah. it gave a lot of insight, too, especially to um to someone who doesn't think they're in an abusive relationship. It kind of... It kind of like um, I think gave women who are hundred percent sure they're in an abusive relationship, they just or don't realize the most the emotional abusive manipulation that's going on. This kind of was an eye opening eye opener for them as well. Right. Yes. Um, 
you know, I, I just really, I don't even know what to say. I was, like, so speechless because, like, and I'm sorry, guys, that's my dog barking. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I knew about the allegations with R. Kelly. I was a mm-hmm. huge fan of Aaliyah, a big fan of Aaliyah, and I remember that whole, you know, marriage scandal and, you know, mm-hmm. like producing her and managing her. And then it came out that they had gotten married. And people were in an uproar about that. Then, you know, you heard where the family, the parents particularly, had the marriage annulled and all was right with the world. And both artists went on to be very successful. But yes. with me, my thing was, like, I excused R. Kelly of it. Like, you know, I just figured, even though there was a huge age difference, my thing was, you know, stuff happened. We catch feelings. And if they were working so closely together as the media portrayed and he was mentoring her and producing her, I'm like, uh, you know, stuff happens. She could have caught feelings with him and vice versa. And, you know, all is forgiven. Plus, you know, I remember... You may be too young for this, Sonia, but years ago, like, women used to get married at a very young age. Absolutely. My grandmother was married very young, around that age, and my grandfather was several years older than her, so it was kind of acceptable. Somebody referenced, you know, the color purple. You know, I don't know if you saw that, but the whole premise was... I did see the color purple. So... You know, I was, even Jerry Lewis. I don't know if you guys know who Jerry Lewis is, but I, do. I was That's doing some research media. and Jerry mm-hmm. Lewis married a 13-year-old girl when he was 22. I bet you a lot of people don't even know that. So, I think you it was know, his cousin. Was, yes, look at you. Awesome. <laughs> that is right. So, you know, I'm looking at all this, Sonia, and I'm like, well, stuff happens. Um, I can forgive R. Kelly uh, Aaliyah seemed happy and healthy, and like I said, she went on to be very successful. And then the story mm-hmm. came out where he urinated on <laughs> 14-year-old girl. girl. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, hold the phone. Now um, we got to rethink this. So um, that's when things really got serious for me. And then, of course, from there, other allegations came out about things that he did. So um, before we continue to, Sonia, I also, we have a male perspective that's going to join us tonight, too, and we have another co-host, and his name is Casey. I don't know if Casey is there. Is Casey there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, hello, Casey. How are you? Um, hey, thank you, Nicole, guys. Thank you for having me. Good, good. I'm, you're here, and we're talking to Sonia tonight. She's um, another co-host. And um, Karishma is not with us tonight. So it's going to be the three of us talking about the R. Kelly special. So, you know, me and Sonia was just talking, you know, briefly about what we thought about the docuseries. And I did you see any of it at all? Casey? I'm I'm sorry, could you repeat that last statement? I didn't hear you on that last statement. Did you watch any of the um, the documentary about R. Kelly? Yes, you know what? I started watching it, you know what? And I'll just kind of like, just kind of like, uh, you, you know, just do a brief statement and lead you into it. And, 
And, Nicole, you know, you and I, we are very close. We spent a lot of time together in person. And I wasn't I wasn't really shocked by it, Nicole, only because, you know what, mm-hmm. and, and I know that we as, 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 as black and brown people, we love people like R. Kelly, you know what, because of his artistry <laughs> and his talent. But Unicorn obviously come from that modeling uh, actress industry where it's, you know, for men, it seems like, you know what, it's not a surprise that that industry is is heavy on prey. And, Mm -hmm. you know what, I really can't get into the facts because I don't really know the facts about the art, you know, about the R. Kelly situation, but I know Mm -hmm. that when it comes to the music industry, uh, the music industry, the modeling entertainment—I uh, 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 mean, the modeling industry, the um, um, the acting entertainment stuff like that—you have pretty young girls that are they—they're striving, they're striving for their success and fame, and they need powerful yes. people, and they are so vulnerable and subject to, you know what, not that, you know, that, not that this, that this is what they intend, but, you know what, unfortunately, this is what winds up happening. And, Nicole, I yeah. know you're very, like, familiar with that being very particular in the industry, even with, like, Harvey Weinstein, who's currently on trial for it. Yeah. And, you know, Casey, Sonia, yeah, I'm yes. in the modeling world, and I'm on the low level of the model. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not a specialized when it comes to modeling and acting world, but I've had a great career and have done some great things. And um, at the level that I'm at, I've seen some things that were questionable and very disturbing as well, and that's definitely the case. Like, uh Young women, ladies, they basically are willing to do anything in hopes of becoming a star or, you know, being in that music video or getting that role in a movie. So, um, yeah, it's it's really happening. It's really sad. But um, it's something that we're dealing with more and more today. So we're going to take a break. We're going to go to our first song. Finesse by Cardi B and Bruno Mars, and we'll be right back with Casey and Sonia. Drop top four, rolling on my wrist, diamonds up and down my chain. Cardi B straight, friend, it can't tell me nothing, boss up and not change the game. It's my big bronze boogie, got all them girls shook, shook. My big fat ass, got all them boys shook, shook. We're from Dollar Bills, and I be popping rubber bands. Bruno saying, tell me while I do my money dance, like,
had me fooled. Told me that I was nothing without you. Oh, after everything you've done, I can thank you for how strong I have become. Cause you brought the flames and you put me through hell I had to learn how to fight for myself And we both know all the truth I could tell I'll just say this is I wish you farewell I hope you're somewhere praying Praying I hope your soul is What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson, and you're listening to The Love Zone USA, where you can listen to your heart, and we live and learn. and learn. Welcome back to the Girlfriend Network. Happy New Year to our listeners. Please call in and talk to us. You can call us at 347-539-5729. For those listeners just tuning in, I apologize for my voice. I'm fighting a cold. However, tonight we are talking about the docu-series Surviving R. Kelly. Um, I'm sure many people seen it. We've seen it. We felt we had to talk about it because it's definitely being discussed in social media all over the world, magazines, blogs, wherever you look, and especially with the Me Too movement that's happening right now. I think it's definitely something that we should talk about. And I'm finding so many people were shocked. So many other people weren't surprised at all. And they were like, hey, like the signs have been there all along. And then yeah. there's people who don't believe what these women are saying at all. What are you finding, Sonia? I think, first of all, I've always known that 
in my heart, I've always known that R. Kelly was what he was. I think um, the PT came out, and I was still very young. I think I was, like, um, um, in grade school. So that was, like, all the evidence I really need compounds it with the fact that he married Aaliyah and he called himself the Pied Piper. But at this point in time, all the evidence is right in front of us. You know, it's damning. So whoever's still supporting him, it's kind of frustrating, especially in our community, because it's like, you know, there's so many Uncle R. Kelly's that we have, and and it's being swept under the rug. Young ladies are being abused by family members, and nobody is believing them. And this condonement of R. Kelly just lets them know that, you know, it starts at home, and if, you know, these people defending him is letting me know that if it was to happen to your child, you might not believe her, or you might call your child fast and say that he, he's, you know, she asked for it. I actually have a sister of mine who had a child um, with her first kid, her first child at 16. She was 14 when she had him, and, and I guess her response was, you know, that's what I wanted. You know, I was just being fast, and I'm just like, it doesn't matter how fast or how you're being. At 14, you were still a child with a grown woman's body, so it was very right. easy for somebody to manipulate you. I don't care how much you said you wanted it. You didn't know what you want. You don't know what you want at 14. Somebody treats you nice, buys you these little things, and you're thinking that this person is heaven, and in actuality, they're hell, and that's not something you find out till later. So to defend him and say that these girls are fast, so these are children, if you have a lollipop and you ask the kid if they want a lollipop, they're going to say yes because that's what children do. They right. need instant right. gratification. And if these men are giving them this instant gratification that they're they're seeking, of course they're going to say yes. They don't know the repercussions that come to this. They're not thinking um, ahead and beyond. And it's kind of the, the parent's job to protect them, to shield them, to let them know that this is wrong. I see a lot of people saying that the parents should be held accountable as well, and I believe so too because it was yeah. like at one point in time people were bringing their children to R. Kelly. Like R. Kelly was a known pedophile. Like as you see in the documentary, so many people knew and did nothing, and those people need to be held accountable as well. Right. I totally agree. That's one of the things that so many women, so many women, so I'm like, forget the moms. Like I remember mm-hmm. my father. Like, my father was playing no games with no mates, and I know that my father kept a shotgun in my house, and I knew where it was, and I knew if I ever went to my father or even my grandfather and said I have been violated um, sexually, physically, verbally, it was going to be a problem. So I'm just looking at these mothers, and I'm like, as a mother – your job is to protect your baby. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's in meat. Like, we are protectors of our black men, of our children, our neighbors. We just protect. So for the mother to drop the ball, and then the father, uh, especially one father was sitting next to her, the mother, and they were both on some duh stuff. And I was just like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't understand how, like you said, Sonia, you walk your daughter, you know, into R. Kelly's arms, and you just leave them be. Like, I have to be there. Like, you want to be in the studio with my daughter? Well, I'm going to be there, too. Especially exactly. if she's a minor. Like, 
No, it just doesn't make sense. And then for the daughter to, like, disappear weeks at a time, and that one mother, it was the, I think it was the last series, she, so you were the last um, episode, so you may not have seen this one mother. Hadn't seen her daughter in two years because, and like, that. she was holed up, apparently, with R. Kelly. And R. Mm-hmm. Kelly allegedly is allowing these uh, children to see their mothers or he's controlling when they talk on the phone, what time they talk on the phone, when they go to the bathroom, when they eat. I, I, just, I can't wrap my head around it. So, Casey, as a man, yeah. like, um, you're seeing this, and Casey, I know you have two daughters, one in college, one in high school. Like, I can't even fathom a father allowing their daughter, like, like, what's your opinion? Yeah, you know what? Um, you know that, you know. I guess you know. I would say growing up, you know what? Growing up in an urban, um, urban area, and of course, Nicole, I know you're familiar with our Mercer County area, which uh, Trenton will be the urban area, and the suburban areas will be the kind of like the uh, Ewing, um, where you're from, uh, Lawrence, and uh, and Hamilton. So. In the urban areas, uh, obviously, we were very, um, you know what, I know a lot of guys from the urban areas, if there was a girl around the neighborhood that they liked, they, they would generally kind of like geared towards a home where uh, a father wasn't wasn't in the house. Mm-hmm. You know what, it was just only just a mother. And you know what, right. and you know what, you know what, and guys, that's, that's just how we were just like coming up. So, you know, so, you know, Knowing that, like, when I had my daughters and, you know what, and I wanted a better lifestyle for my daughters and, you know, to kind of give them that suburban lifestyle and for them to really have a future, I didn't really want them to deal with any other kind of struggles that, you know, like I've had to deal with or I've seen friends dealt with coming up. So so I was very protective of my daughters and, you know, uh, like, you know, like some of the situations that, that, you know, just like you were saying, the cones. Um, you know, like to with like some of these mothers just kind of like just allow their daughter to go, you know, and be with someone and for a long period of time. But you know, but you know, when something like that happens, you know that probably had to probably deal with a payoff because mm-hmm. if, let's say let's say if I'm a parent, single, single or married, and you know what, um, I might have some financial issues. But I'm dealing with an entertainer, somebody that has wealth. And you know what? And they're saying that, you know what? You know what? I'm going to take care of your daughter. I'm going to make it a star. And you know what? I want her to be in my videos or whatever that. Have, let her come travel right. with me and stuff like that. My my producers, they'll take care of you and stuff like that. Send a check to you and stuff like that. As a parent, you know what? Some parents, not all parents, some parents might be open to that depending on the mentality of that parent. Yeah, but, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. So, so I can kind of see how, you know what, it might have got some of those weaker parents, but, yeah, but not the strong ones. Yeah, but, but you're right about the payoff because, like, how about his entire staff? Mm-hmm. I don't know entire. I shouldn't say entire, but there was several people who were like, yeah, I've seen it. You know, I didn't think it was right at the time, and these people said nothing. And now, what, 15, 20 years later, they're speaking out? And why is that? 
because we know you were getting checks. So you just turned a blind eye to it because I'm like, like as long as he was paying you. Like his wife said, he didn't speak English. I mean, he didn't speak. He didn't read or write well. So he's not coming up with these non-disclosure agreements or setting <laughs> right. up these payments. He has a team right. of people who are knowing this is wrong. The fact that Aaliyah, they forged the, her documents on her marriage certificate. You know going into this, you were wrong. You know, right. hanging out at the McDonald's yeah. by the school, you knew it was wrong. It's so much. And it's I actually so didn't much. know because she didn't talk about it, that Aaliyah was actually, it, it made me have more respect from, for her because I didn't know she was she suffered from it, you know. I thought it was kind of like something in her life, but I had no idea until Dame Dash um, came out and said that, like, you know, she would just break down about it. She wouldn't want to talk about it. She would just say it was a very, he was a very bad guy. And I feel so sorry that she had to go through that and she died before she could get that closure or get her that justice. And you know yeah, wouldn't that have been something if she was still alive and able to speak out and uh, give her uh, her viewpoint? Go ahead, Casey. And you know what was crazy about it? Like, 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 you know, as far as like taking it back, if we're going back to like, you know, kind of like the the like, um, well, not even, well, yeah, I I guess we could say probably like the the kind of like the late '80s to early '90s. Like, there were just some like groups that like like you knew like. Say like if we were talking about like two live crew, you knew what they were about. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you knew right. like right. what they were about. It was it was it was sexiness, it was freakiness on stage. So you already knew what they were about. Um, you know, but right. I guess some of these I guess some of these like 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 me personally, I didn't really know about what R. Kelly was into until the golden shower tape came out with him and that girl. Crazy. You know, mm-hmm. in the urine, and I was like, "Whoa!" You know, and 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 I believe he did go on trial for that, and you know, and he was, so, he was exonerated, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, yes. I didn't even know about that, but you know, like some people, unless there's some really hard, concrete evidence that come out, or somebody speaking out, you really just don't know about it. The crazy yeah, part about but... it is the reason why he was exonerated. Like the, um, I think one of the jury right. members came. Spoke and said that you know I didn't believe those girls like black women we are right we are not right Hispanic women as well we are not readily um, believed they they will take anybody's side but ours and, you know, this isn't just about, this isn't just about but, R Kelly. Listen, guys, he had he was on trial for twenty one what counts of child pornography. And he was yes. truly exonerated. Like, that's bananas to me. 21 counts? That's like 21 items, you might as well say. So he was cleared mm. of all these 21 instances. I'm like, that's BS. I just don't believe it. I just believe that his fame and his money, he probably had a hell of an attorney. I, I mm-hmm. just believe jurors were sitting there starstruck, and he, it was R. Kelly, and he was really big back then, and mm-hmm. I really think just people let him get off because he was R. Kelly. Like, I just... I just the the Boondocks I, episode hit that right on the head, honestly. Right. Yeah. That Boondocks episode when Riley is trying to speak out, like, this guy is on camera, and, and R. Kelly just starts singing, and everybody's dancing along and not paying attention to the facts. They're just awed by his star power. 
And it's like, what <laughs> makes me the sickest is people like, oh, they're trying to bring another black man down. What about this white person? Like, I want all rapists, I want all of them to, to go to jail. I want all of them to be punished. Right. But we can't just excuse him because he's black and he's great and he's done all these things because that's saying that's how predator behavior starts. That's manipulation and power. Sonia, it's funny that you said that because the first night of the docuseries, I made a post and I said, it was either the first or second night, and I said, knowing what you now know about R. Kelly and this docuseries, will you still listen to his music? Me? No. I will not consciously make a decision to listen to R. Kelly. Like, we all love the songs that we line dance to. If I was ever at a function and one of his songs were played, I would not be able to dance to that song, you know, in good conscience. So, but I was really shocked at the comments on my post. A lot of people were like, yeah, I would still rock to his music because he's a genius. His musicality has nothing to do with what he did. They could separate the two. And then it was being compared to, like, Bill Cosby. You know, well, Bill Cosby did this, and we still watch Bill Cosby. Uh, Weinstein uh, did this to women, and we still watch the movies that he casted for. So I'm just like, wow. But, like, <laughs> I just I don't know. I because music, though. It it was I understand the Bill Cosby he was a predator absolutely and he's boycotted but he's click Huxtable gave became a father that a lot of people did not have but versus R Kelly was making music about the stuff that he was doing aging nothing but a number my body's telling me no right. I like he you can't separate the music from the man because the man is making music about this crime so you're sitting here listening it to right. and you're bumping um. Right. And bumping right. and it's like he's making this about his teenage lover. Yes, Casey, did you even know that? Did you know in the docuseries that came out that all these songs that R. Kelly wrote and sang about had something to do with these teenage girls? Like <laughs> you know what? ridiculous. You know what? The corner Nicole, Nicole, Sonia, you know what? It it really doesn't surprise me because one of the things I learned about um, one of the things I learned about um, in music, especially with with hip hop, um, like not to get off subject, but when like when hip hop was emerging, hip hop mm-hmm. started out as people just like just kind of like just rhyming, rhyming, real long rhymes. But then hip hop became about you know what telling a story, mm-hmm. and so and people's personal lives or People going, people going through their personal situation. Even even in R and B, really, in all music, makes the best music because people are telling their telling personal stories of what they're right. going through or what somebody else is going through. Right. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it, it really doesn't surprise me, Nicole and Sonya. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's um, it's. Uh... Well, you know the, the um, you know, you know, but the um, you know, but the one thing that you know, the one thing that like, the, you know, that I would say that, um, you know, that I think now and kind of like at, at the end of twenty eighteen and the twenty 
in the end of I mean the end of 2018 and the beginning of 2019, um, you know, not to get off subject, that the whole Me Too movement and women mm-hmm. becoming empowered and speaking up uh, of right. themselves against powerful men and and mostly powerful white men, I think it's kind of like really changing what's happening in our country. Absolutely. Because um, we have now more women that are becoming politicians, more women that are speaking out against powerful men who are taking advantage of women with less power yes. that trying to get their career. Because you, you guys probably already know that many, well, just a couple of years ago, that if women are trying to get ahead in corporate America, the music industry, the entertainment industry, whatever kind of industry that there was, if they actually spoke up, uh, if they tried to go against someone in position of power that was trying to mm-hmm. come yeah. on to them sexually, aggressively, that could be the end of their career. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to say, not on every set, but on a lot of sets that I worked on, particularly music videos with men or some men producers, I've been approached a lot about, hey, can I take you out? Um, I did a music video with um, a male model. He was a very beautiful man. He was very beautiful. But um, I could tell being on set with him, he was used to getting women. And the way mm-hmm. he came at me was crazy right away, very unprofessional. And he was my scene partner. And it entailed us, like, uh, laying in bed together and taking a bubble bath together. I mean, we were fully clothed, but to the camera, you know, um, in the bathtub, he tried to violate me. Like, he tried to go in between my legs. And um, it got really ugly on set. It got really nasty on set. And then afterwards, like, this guy didn't even recognize or understood or even cared what he did because then he still proceeded to ask me out. And we had to come back to set the next day. He wanted to know if I would hang out with him that night. I mean, so this was like uh, eight years ago. So, you know, and this is a scene partner, but, like, I've been asked on dates by directors, producers, and one thing I never did was compromise myself. But Mm -hmm. it definitely happens. I just heard about Lupita. I love Lupita. I was told that she was one of Weinstein's victims. I had no idea that Lupita was on that casting couch. So I was shocked to hear that, and I was very disappointed because, you know, Lupita is everything to me. But, guys, I had to put myself in that moment, and I'm hungry as hell, just like the next person. So I asked myself, okay, if Weinstein came to me and said, hey, you could be the next Wonder Woman, and it's big, big production, but come to my office, come to my hotel. Like, you know, in those moments, and you've been grinding for 20, 30 years, like, what do you do? And you say to yourself, oh, I would never do that. But, you know, I always say never say never. So um, these men know what they're doing. They have the power. They have the money. Same thing as R. Kelly. He had the power. He had the money. 
and he was able to control the people around him. So this man wasn't even worried. He didn't even care. He didn't worry. Um, he was just balled out with it, like, I'm unstoppable. Nobody is going to check me, and I'm just going to continue to do this, and I'm going to be able to get away with it. And he did for many, many years. So let's take a break, and we'll be back. And, again, I apologize for my voice. It's awful. But we're going to listen to Carpentium by Felicia Temple. Okay. Pero tú 
respuesta para mí. But, you know, I found it fascinating that 
she definitely ignored the signs because her main thing was, oh, I felt so special because this man divulged to me. He confided in me that he couldn't read or write. So in that moment, I felt special. I felt like I was like one of a kind, that, Mm -hmm. you know, I was his soulmate. And she not knowing that he ran the game on other women, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, really interesting. So what what I found interesting, Casey, too, like, I believe she had three children with him. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when do you know you? he's a scumball? And, like, oh, you keep producing children with him. I just don't get it. Ian, I know his daughter just came out publicly and made a statement that she's disgusted. She has no mm-hmm. relationship with her father, and she apologized to all the women. So, um, like, I found that interesting. So, Casey, what's your viewpoint of that? Like, you got to be a mastermind to, man, really flip someone's mental like that to be able to segregate them. And she witnessed other women in the house. Like, she's, she was one of the women who asked for permission at certain points. Can I come out and use the bathroom? Can I come out and get something to eat? And saw other women in his count compound. Like, you know, say what you want. But that's kind of like being a genius where you have all these moving parts. And you can put all these moving parts together and get the outcome that you want. What do you have to say about that, Casey? You know what, Nicole, you know what, it's, it's so interesting. As I, as I listen to you speaking, you, uh, you, Karishma, from week to week, and, and the experts that you guys have on, and, and this week with, you know, having myself and Sonia on, that, you know what, how all these topics and stories are so in, interconnected. And uh-huh. I think it's... I think it really just goes to strength, and then, you know what? And 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 really, before we went on break, there was something that you were talking about, Nicole, about like your personal situation. That you know what? It kind of remind you know I was reminded of like you know, and I think it really comes down to experience, because like you know, Nicole, you and I, we you know, we're brother and sister, we hang out and so, but I, you know, obviously you're a very attractive woman, and 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 I see all the guys that come up to you. But it's the way you handle yourself. Like you're so professional uh-huh. yourself like that, because you know that people are coming onto you because of your looks, your attractiveness, your personality, and stuff like that. But it's just a way that you know what that it, it's just a way like you know what like you're you're just so polite. You're not you're not kind of like you're just being polite and respectful, and just and just being so professional that you're not being conceited about it. Where it's like people are just not dissing you; they just have so much respect for you, and you know. And I think a lot of the young girls that's in the industry, they don't really have that, or 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 that meet somebody of success. So to get to your point of of if 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 a a girl meet a guy that has you know these millions of dollars, expensive cars, clothes, jewelry, uh, a Big huge house, fame and stuff like that. You know, right. is, who like who knows how to deal with that? Any even sports athletes when they even obtain that, you know what? A lot of them yeah. don't, don't know how to deal with that, and there's a reason why that 
some of them get into That's trouble. Right. <laughs> because, That's right. You know, they doesn't know how to deal with. So I guess when when if you don't have, you know, if these girls are not taught how to, you know what, deal with the industry, I guess powerhouses, if you call them the the successful, mm-hmm. they're just not going to know what to do. And they, mm-hmm. you know what? And I guess for to be Miss R. Kelly, they'll probably just do anything, I guess. I think, like, um, one of the things about, like I was saying, abuse, it comes with control. And at, at, at one point, the abuser is going to be the nicest guy in the world. And his wife, Drea Kelly, said it. Sometimes you'll do anything for him to get back to that first person that you met. And, like, um, me dealing with my abusive situations, like, any small mm-hmm. thing would set them up. And you start working on eggshells, living your life to um, to please them because you fell in love with this person. And not you're scared to detach. You're scared with life without them. And you would do anything to please them. And, like, like you were saying, Casey, as far as, like, picking on the women who don't have active fathers or fathers who aren't really involved or... Like, those are easy targets because those girls are easy manipulated. And isolating them from their family, if you have no one in your ear telling you this is wrong, you're going to consistently second-guess yourself and listen to the one person who's talking to you, which is R. Kelly, who is probably saying, I have your best interest. Nobody's going to take care of you like me. And eventually you fall for that stuff. It's kind of like the same brainwashing that pimps do with their prostitutes. You know, they break them in slowly, make them fall in love with them, then put them out on the strip and... You don't have nothing. You don't have anywhere to go. I love you. Nobody loves you like I love you. I found you on the side of a street, you know? Well, yes. Yeah. And I guess we're saying that, it really comes down to like kind of like self-esteem, I guess. Yeah, absolutely yeah. self-esteem. But at yeah, 14, yeah, 15 years old, what, what type of self You're still building your self-esteem. You still don't even correctly know yourself. You know, high school is a hard yeah. place. And that insecurities are created. And you're still growing into the woman that you are. And so, like, that's the perfect age to grab somebody and manip- to snatch them and manipulate them. You know, I can make this girl do anything I want because she knows no better. She's never been with another man. And if she has, it was a little boy who probably broke her heart. I'm going to show her what a real man does and slowly by surely breaking them down, breaking them in to the point where they have Stockholm Syndrome. Yes, but guys... Playing devil's advocate for a minute. And Sonia, you know, unfortunately, you're familiar, you know, with um, abuse. So, do we give R. Kelly a pass? No. Because he too was abused. And we can say it's all he knew. He was, you know, shown that, and that's what he identified with. So, um, he's never been shown love or any of that. Oh, no. No, he doesn't get a pass. Okay. Because you have a a choice. I understand that he was abused, and I feel sorry that he had to go through that, but everybody has a decision. You take um, two children, father was alcoholic um, and abusive. One decides, I'm never going to be like my father, and the other one decides, I'm going to be just like my father. You have a decision. You have a choice. And he chose to become the monster that created him. He could have chosen to never do anything, to advocate, to tell his story and bring healing. But instead he chose to become the monster. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, so, go ahead. Yeah, I, think, I think, you know, I think, you know, 
when you're when you're old enough or mature enough and you have a sense of of awareness to know what you're I mean cuz I I know like you know what that some young people and and maybe even older people go through life situations where you know that you know that they're just you know that that they've been abused and some of them might you know someone because they went through it they might be they might become perpetrators of the abuse but for those ones that you know uh for those ones that you know what uh, that 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 know that that they are the abuser and then a lot of times they're just people are just like people are just low self-esteem and i know everybody have different life situations and life circumstances and but i think but when you're at a point and you have a consciousness of guilt knowing that knowing right from wrong then no you definitely don't you definitely don't deserve a pass you know what crime is a crime you know what mm-hmm. and and especially on the elderly the ch- uh, uh uh children and women uh i just like i'm just a person of have low, like have a low tolerance for that so mm-hmm. if, if you know and again like i said i haven't followed because you know as been a father too sometimes it's kind of hard for me to follow stuff like that but yeah if he's go to the crimes then absolutely you know, I, I mean i mean i love his music i love that he's talented yeah. and as a black man but no as far as a crimes like that no that it there's no excuse right i agree so final question for tonight guys and um sonia casey i hope you're going to come back with us next week for part two Absolutely. with Dr. Chay. But the final question I want you both to uh, answer, should R. Kelly be prosecuted at this point? Yes or no? Yes. No, Sonia. Yes. And why? First of all, it's still going on. It's still happening. He still has um, young ladies in his his cult. So he hasn't learned his lesson. He's not remorseful. And you, he deserves to pay for his actions. People deserve, they deserve their justice. It was, regardless if two people consented, it's statutory rape. That is illegal. The legal age is 18. So he should absolutely be prosecuted because he committed a crime. Yeah, yeah. Casey? Yeah, yeah. You know what? And even, like, for, you know, for me, like, on on a personal situation, like, um, like I remember when I was exactly at the age of 18 years old, and you know, and I was attracted to a girl, and and she was 16. I, I thought she was a little bit older at the time, but I didn't know to her, her mom like her mom told me, and I was like, whoa. And she was like, you know, like you know, you know, you know. And I have been dealt with it at that time, but you know, like I was like I was like so scared, you know, because you know because at the time I you know at the, you know I was so young girl, but at the time I just didn't know. You know, because my dad wasn't really talked about. Right. You know, like towards me. Um, but you know, if he's like still committing, you know, this kind of crime and offenses, because it has long-term damages on women, um, or, well, really on anybody, then um, number one, yes, he, you know what, he, he probably needs to be taught a lesson, and number two, that he probably seriously, seriously needs help. I think that whole family needs help <laughs> from what I his, his brother, brother as well. 
So mm-hmm. apparently I heard the sister was the one that ultimately, like, um, you know, molested him. Molested I don't know. There's so much more to this story and so much that I'm sure is going to come out in the weeks to follow. But again, thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Casey, for joining me tonight. And I hope you guys, like I said, will come back next week for part two. We will be joined by our friend of the show, Dr. Terpe, to get his perspective as a psychologist on this situation. Listeners, thank you so much. We appreciate you for tuning in. Again, I apologize for my voice. I'm going to work on that. And we're going to leave you guys no more drama. Thank you. Bye, Mary Jane. Bye. Until next week, guys, peace and love. Peace and love. Good night. Thank you for having us. We'll be back next week. Sorry.